0: Be ready to adapt consistently. This is a learning process. You're failing forward, aka learning. And with marketing, it's never a one and done. There's always an opportunity to learn. And oftentimes, especially in the early stage, your ROI is the learning before it actually becomes a closed deal. Hello, and welcome to Industrial Marketing Simplified. This is a six-part audio series that explains how industrial companies successfully attract new prospects in tactical ways that are easy to understand. This is the sixth and final module, and we're focusing on getting it all to work, people, process, and technology. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm joined by my business partner, Chad Croker. We specialize in helping industrial businesses attract new customers. On today's show, we're going to do a bit of a recap of what we've shared so far and what's been important to us. We're going to touch on people, process, and technology, And some new concepts we want to throw out at you, the idea of minimum viable and agile marketing. So Chad, let's take it from the top. We covered a lot of stuff on this show, on these modules, I should say, and it's been exciting and some great learning along the way for me as well. So let's do a recap. Module one, industrial marketing, what it is and why is important. My biggest takeaway on this one was the way that you defined B2B is not B2C, but more importantly, what makes them different. And that industrial marketing is actually its own discipline and needs to be treated as such. That was such a cool perspective of understanding that I'm buying for myself in B2C or I'm buying for my company as a group in B2B. And then the level of technical expertise required to really support an industrial marketing sales process. Amazing. That one is definitely put that one in the bank.
1: Yeah, for me, it was really the foundation, I guess, is uh, the concept that we've talked a lot about through all of these modules is is the idea of crawl, walk, and run. Uh, I think that really everything all results around start. So start small and then work your way up. Module two customers, how
0: they buy today and what you need to know. My takeaway from that is the shift in what's happened to over the last 20 months is your customers want to do their own research by all means, make it as easy for them as humanly possible.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's a good point. I think, um, the concept of easy, I think, really is the focus. I mean, really, we're talking about industrial marketing simplified. So we want to make this easy and we want to start with one product. The biggest takeaway for me with customers is really start with one product that is relevant for your ideal customer.
0: So important. And to understand who they are and what matters to them and then give them that. Mm. Now, Module three was content, the fuel in the industrial marketing engine. This was the... Five industrial marketing must have mindsets. I love this one. Know your industry objections. Your website must be breathing, no life support on your website. <laughs> Crawl, walk, run, again, recurring theme. Measure, especially with your paid owned and earned. Pick it, pick, pick a channel, work your way through it, but understand how they work together. Measure what you're doing. Uh, and I we don't mean measure everything. We we mean measure what matters and be ready to adapt consistently. This is a learning process you're failing forward, a.k.a. learning. And with marketing, it's never a one and done. There's always an opportunity to learn. And oftentimes, especially in the early stage, your ROI is the learning before it actually becomes a closed deal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, under content, I think the biggest thing is that quality beats quantity every single time. That's kind of my personal belief because I think that a lot of times you know, leaders and and sort of the, the leaders that are focused on revenue generation, they go, oh, I saw this one book or I listened to this one podcast or whatever. And they're just like, we need to do this. We need to build out, you know, case studies or whatever. And they literally have 25, 30, 40 case studies sometimes on all of their different things. And they're just kind of powering through. And so let's take a step back. I'd way rather see three or four case studies that are done really, really well than 40 case studies that are just hammered out. Mm, appreciate that.
0: Really understanding that, of what's relevant in that case study to your customer Mm -hmm. to
1: three highly relevant case studies
0: versus 10 potentially random case studies. Module four, digital advertising, getting in front of your customers without wasting money. My takeaway from that is don't be afraid of advertising, be afraid of doing it wrong. And I know that's a bit of a cliche, but a lot of industrial marketers I've met over the years they shy away from advertising. There is so much opportunity to do it slowly, to do it methodically, and to do it in a way that you can learn as you go. It's a bit of a pay-to-play for learning, which any of us who have done any degree of learning, the easy way or the hard way, ultimately there's a cost. Think of it as an investment. Think of it as an opportunity to learn and understand what your customers respond to. It's going to set an incredibly powerful platform for you as you grow your marketing sophistication.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. Um, The takeaway for me on module four Is, man, I really got to put a shout out there for LinkedIn, because I would say, really, that is the power of LinkedIn is the number one thing. I think for me, from a digital advertising perspective, um, when we really started focusing and leaning in hard on LinkedIn advertising, I can tell you how many times I hear our customers say, you know, does this LinkedIn actually work? Like, do you really believe that people are going to reach out to us? And, you know, my answer, Short answer and is them, yes. Well, and, and the funny thing is, is that a lot of them, they're asking me when they've actually reached out to us <laughs> through LinkedIn. <laughs> so yes, it works. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you also have to do it right. I mean, you know, there, just.
0: There is, a, I think, a, a, an interesting veil that we all wear that says, advertising doesn't work on me. Yet, yes. so many of the things that we do, the actions we take, the purchase we make, were somehow influenced by advertising. <laughs> and that's not to demean at all. We are all part yeah, of it, and we're absolutely. all victims of it, and we're all willing participants in it. Use it to your advantage and do it in a way that's going to benefit your customers. And for the B2B industrial space, LinkedIn is a powerful, powerful tool. It should never be overlooked. For Module 5, the pitfalls and opportunities technology overwhelming. Yes. It's not a technology exercise. It's an exercise about change, Mm -hmm. understanding how that technology is going to positively impact your organization, but ultimately it's going to change the way you do things. If you are really deliberate about understanding what those things are and what you want them to be, how you want them to be different, all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier to look at it as a process, not just that technology worked for us or it didn't. There's a huge amount of gray area between a pass fail for technology being clear on the change that you're trying to create and what that actually will look like for your team members across marketing to sales to revenue operations all the way up to the executive, it'll become much less around we someone chose the right technology or someone chose the wrong technology. It's this is what we got out of it, this is what we didn't get, and this is what we expected to get. Mm-hmm. Completely different set of filters than either, you know, making the technology the hero or the villain.
1: Yeah, and I mean, on that same theme, I would say my biggest takeaway uh, or that... I- you know, really want everybody to remember is about connection of your team. If you think about what is the priority, kind of like you're saying, being an exercise about change, you know, I would add to that it's an exercise about connection. This is an opportunity for you to use technology. Sometimes technology can be, uh, you know, so, um, so much of a formula and so much, you know, about technology that you lose the ability of what it's actually meant to be there for, which is to connect teams. If you've got your engineering teams or product development teams or sales teams and they have the data right in front of them, it's much easier for you to make change and to make decisions on change when you have the data right in front of you proving it.
0: So for us, we want to introduce a couple of new concepts here. bit of a, an overlay to wrap up everything that you've heard. We've gone through, you've, you've, you've been with us through five episodes where we started really at the foundation. We've gradually worked our way into some of the bigger and... I would argue some of the problems that you're literally faced with as an industrial mark, as an industrial business today, who's focusing on marketing, but we need to be able to categorize it in a way that helps us make sense and make, make make understanding of it. So people process and technology as a series that's been focused on helping senior leaders of industrial businesses, learn how the latest in marketing can help you grow. We got to get, we need to, we need to think about it as a structure, which Mm -hmm. also allows us to communicate together. So people process and technologies in reference to marketing for industrial companies. Chad, give us a little bit more of a framework on that.
1: Yeah, so a lot of what we've talked about in the in the modules is, is really around activities and tactics that the leading industrial businesses are doing to be successful. In this final module, we also want to touch on how this stuff actually needs to get implemented internally and what companies need to think about in order to be successful. Mm, okay. Mm. So it's really about how well... Uh, three fundamental components of of a company work together. And that, like you had mentioned, people, process, and technology, we'll dive right into people. So do you have the right skill sets internally? Uh, Do you have enough capacity to run your marketing activities? How well do the people collaborate on your marketing together in your organization? So talking about the connection again. Um, Here's what we also want to touch on, um, the importance of a current big topic, which is sales and marketing alignment. And I would say that due to the pro- uh, progress that sales and marketing technologies have played, they've gotten a lot easier to use. And so now, you know, bringing this even back into the customer journey, if you can actually automate some of this creative and um, some of the emails that are going out and all of that type of stuff, you can play the bridge a little bit more between your teams internally. Uh, and so, I mean, an entire episode and and really actually probably an entire series could be devoted to sales and marketing alignment, but at a high level, uh, how well these two teams work together is a critical factor in whether your marketing efforts are successful.
0: Well, and back, you mentioned on the buying journey, and if you want to put, you know, the the modern in modern buying journey, so much of it is now how the sales journey from a customer's perspective has changed and the argument for us or certainly why we have doubled down in this space is that we see industrial marketers as being the most affected by that because this wasn't a, mm-hmm. a world where that customer was typically very accustomed to a the accustomed customer to mm-hmm. buying from the salespeople all of a sudden over the last, through the pandemic, the last two years, there has been a movement away from that to more of a self-directed buying journey. So when you think about sales and marketing alignment, There's an argument to be said, and I'm going to say it right now, that marketing is playing a bigger role in the industrial sales journey than it ever has before. Mm -hmm. So understanding that sales and marketing alignment isn't just about technology or isn't just about getting your marketing and your salespeople in the same room. It's understanding that you have to get them in the same room because your customer demands it. Remember all of this is only to serve one outcome, the customer journey. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And in our workshops, what a lot of times we start with is marketing is here to serve sales. And let's not forget that. I mean, I think it's a really critical part of it is that we are here to support. And um, yeah, so I mean, that that is a, it's a big, big component of it.
0: And now the second, the second P, people process.
1: So, I mean, this really comes down to have you mapped out how your marketing team and your sales team will operate together? So you you talked a little bit about this in the technology module, which is if you don't have a process to start with, you don't really have anything to automate, right? And so it does come back to the business process. Um, How this team will collaborate and work effectively within the rest of your organization? And do you have processes for not only managing, but also measuring and evaluating your marketing efforts?
0: And now the big, the big, the big T—the technology. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, are you using technology to help you move faster at scale, in a more automated way, and to gain new insights about your business? Are you seeing clear value across these, or or are you struggling? Uh, let's be real. Let's let's talk real about it. This can be a struggle sometimes, but do you have a clear technology roadmap?
0: based on the fact that you had a plan. And so much of this and so what we're talking about sounds like again, I'm going to say be bold, business or marketing 101, having a plan. But when it comes to people, process and technologies, it's no different. So, this is not a new concept, nor is it isolated to the sales and marketing. So, if you're as you're listening right now, either open a screen on your computer, jot down on a piece of paper or a notebook, three headers, people, process and technologies, and just start with a brain dump. Start by filling out what you know and what you believe you have in place based on the criteria that Chad just laid out when it comes to, do I have the right people? Just do a brain dump. No judgment, no right or no wrong. Treat it as a bit of a workshop. Don't need to bring anyone else in. You can be a workshop of one, but just start with the process. Mm-hmm. And by all means, I've run hundreds of these over the years. Reach out. I'm happy to walk you through. Two things are going to happen. You're going to be surprised at what you have for One. You might be surprised at the gaps, but I would argue that the gaps are actually the spaces that create action. You go, wow, my people are great. My, my, my technology is great, but I didn't have the process in between. So, oh, geez, maybe that's why my technology is not being engaged with by my people. I like to look at everything as a bit of a formula and they all interrelate with each other. But just start by, no judgment, just write it out. What have we got in the people category? What do we got in process? And what do we have under technologies? Very quickly, your crawl activities were, are going to show up. And I would venture to guess after you know doing these multiple times, you're going to see a lot of easy action items that are also defensible you can go to your manager, you can go to your leader, you can go to someone you report to if that's the case, or vice versa, go to your team and say, hey, I've identified this is an opportunity for us to get a win. Let's sprint this thing. Let's get it out. Mm-hmm. Let's get it over the next couple of weeks. But by all means, hey, happy to help you with this one. So get, drop me an email at tyler at clearmotive.ca or chad at clearmotive.ca. We're also happy to help you walk through this exercise. So I, I mentioned the word sprint, which is maybe a little bit of a setup to the next slides, like. Minimum viable and agile marketing. Again, a bit buzzy terms just in the industry mm-hmm. at large, but Chad, break them down a little bit and more importantly, why are they important?
1: Yeah, so something that we've seen to be a common theme with companies that are able to use modern marketing to grow their business is the discipline to start small, test things and invest in what's working for them. So you may have heard of this concept, minimum viable product. MVP is a concept actually that originated in the lean startup methodology introduced by Eric Ries in 2011. And in general, it focuses on the influence of testing and learning on new product development. MVP encapsulates that approach perfectly. Um, And the idea of agile came out in software development. So both of these buzzwords, agile and MVP, are ultimately getting at the same concept. And that is really making small bets to see what actually works and then adapt quickly to invest in what does instead of what ends up being research and tons of planning, which results in moving slowly and making big bets on what you think will work.
0: I I love, they're only buzzwords because they get misused and because they don't get taken seriously. They're actually really powerful, you Mm -hmm. know, concepts when it comes to your business. And I think they get thrown a lot around in business. And I think marketing that doesn't use this also gets set up for failure. Oh, we're going to do this marketing and this magical thing will happen. If you think about from minimum viable and you think about agile and you think about always learning, it's giving you a chance as a marketer or as an organization to build up the discipline and build up the skills around marketing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like giving yourself time to be successful and not immediately jumping to, well if this doesn't work in 2 weeks we're going to stop we're going to stop doing it. That doesn't work when it comes to product innovations or when it comes to sales. It's certainly not going to work when it comes to marketing. I just yeah. see it Marketing is a victim to that, I think, more than some of the other you know, business disciplines.
1: Well, and we, we talked a lot about it in module one, which is that's, I think, why a lot of industrial leaders are frustrated with marketing. You know, that they, they see this as like there's so much planning and there's so much strategy and we are totally supporters of that, but we have to know when the timing is right, how much to do at what time. We want to start seeing results quickly. So the industrial companies that have been the most successful with their marketing are the ones that apply an MVP and agile approach. So it's okay to start with one piece of content. It's okay to just put it in market with some advertising and see how people respond. You don't need a library of information or resources about your product to start.
0: Permissibility and just start. Yeah. (laughs) The journey of a thousand steps starts (laughs) with one step. Everyone, thank you. That's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for taking the time to listen to this series. We truly hope that you found it valuable. And as we said before, we want to hear from you. What did you benefit from the most? More importantly, what did we miss? What would you like to hear down the road? Please reach out to us directly and let us know as we've already started working on our next series. And as always, please share what you've learned and what you've heard with your team. The sooner we get on the same page, the sooner we start driving results. Drop either us a message on LinkedIn or tyler at clearmotive.ca or chad at clearmotive.ca. Thank you for listening.